Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how people synchronize their heart rates when listening to a story and how vampire bats meet up with friends for lunch. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Here's something surprising. When people sing in a choir or see a play together, their heartbeats tend to synchronize. Now, new research has found that the same thing can happen even when people aren't in the same room. Even cooler, this may serve as a window into consciousness itself. Here's how the study began. The year 1866 was signalized by a remarkable incident, a mysterious and puzzling phenomenon which doubtless no one has yet forgotten. That's the first line of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, a science fiction novel by Jules Verne. Participants listened to the audiobook while researchers monitored their heart rates. Even though the listeners were isolated, their hearts tended to follow the same general pattern. They would beat faster at some points in the story and slower at others. That's a big deal, since past research on heart rate synchronization hasn't been able to tell whether it's the activity itself that causes the effect or some physical or social interaction between members of the audience. This shows that there's something about the story that makes everyone's heart beat faster. But the story didn't even have to be a nail-biter. For the next phase of the study, participants watched educational videos from popular YouTube channels. Shout out to Minute Physics and Kurzgesagt in a nutshell. These videos are great, but they're not anywhere near as emotionally engaging as a sci-fi novel. And the viewers' heart rates? They still synced up. Then the researchers threw a twist into the experiment. They had the participants count backwards while watching the videos. That distraction made the pattern fall apart completely. That told the researchers that listeners are subconsciously controlling their heart rates based on what they're consciously paying attention to. In one last phase of the experiment, the researchers compared healthy volunteers with people in comas. Both groups listened to the same children's story, and the participants who were unwell had weaker heart rate synchronization than the healthy volunteers. But get this, the listeners in comas whose heart rates were more in sync with the story had a higher than average chance of regaining consciousness within six months. That could be the biggest takeaway here, because measuring consciousness is really hard. For unresponsive patients, stories might be the window into their minds. All this got us wondering, if 19th century novels, educational videos, and children's stories all get people's hearts beating in the same rhythm, then, well, do podcast episodes do the same thing? I bet they do. Hmm. Vampire bats sound scary. I mean, yeah, as dusk falls, they take to the skies to seek out cattle and feast on their blood, guilty as charged. But they're more than parasites. A study on bats in Panama is shedding fresh light on their rich, nuanced social lives, which they nurture over drinks of blood. Researchers have known for a long time that female vampire bats are really good at cooperating when they're hanging out at home. For individuals with close social bonds, that can mean grooming each other, 
Or it can mean sharing regurgitated blood with a pal who came up short on her nightly hunt. In a past episode, we even told you about one who adopted her friend's baby when she died. Vampire bats are a textbook example of social cooperation. But practically everything researchers know about their behavior is based on how they act in the roost. That's hardly the full picture. So, to flesh out our understanding of these friendly bloodsuckers, researchers strapped tiny backpacks to 50 individuals so they could track what they were doing during their nightly feasts. Half of the backpack-wearing bats had previously been in captivity. During that time, researchers had watched to see which bats became besties. Once the bats had solidified their bonds and the researchers had painstakingly mapped out their social networks, the scientists had taken those bats into the field and introduced them to a group of wild bats living in a hollow tree. The other half of the backpack trackers went on the wild bats as a control group. As night fell, the bats left their tree one by one. This surprised the researchers because, again, female vampire bats are known for being such reliable friends. But the bats didn't stay solo for long. As they flew through the pasture, they would occasionally call out to one another. It's hard for human researchers to know what they were saying, but at least one of the calls had never been documented by scientists. The bats foraged separately for the most part, but data from the tiny backpacks revealed that bats known to have strong social bonds would often end up next to each other on the same cow. To the researchers, it looked an awful lot like old friends meeting up for dinner. The behavior makes sense, but it had never been seen before. When it comes to female vampire bats, friends may not always fly together, but they often dine together. Before we recap what we learned today, we wanted to mention something kind of exciting. Next Wednesday, November 3rd, will be Curiosity Daily's 1,000th episode. 1,000! Now, don't worry, I know we're probably a part of your daily routine, so we're not going to do anything totally off the rails. It'll be more or less a regular episode. But on top of that, we want to do something special to celebrate. So Ashley and I will be hosting a special live stream on Wednesday evening, and you can participate. Yeah, stay tuned to Curiosity Daily, and we'll release more details on Friday. But you can RSVP for the live stream right now using the Eventbrite link that we'll include in today's show notes. You should be able to see the show notes for this episode on whatever podcast app you're using right now. Just tap on the name of our episode and hopefully it's not hard to find. And if it is hard to find, then just check out the episode on CuriosityDaily.com or find a different podcast app. I'm not the boss of you. Anyway, let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Well, we learned that people's heartbeats synchronize when they're listening to the same story, even when they're not in the same room. That suggests that when studies have found heartbeat synchronicity between people in a theater audience or members of a choir, it was probably due to the activity itself and not some physical interaction between the people. Even cooler, people in comas who were better at synchronizing their heart rates to a children's story were more likely to regain consciousness in six months. That means stories might be a window into the minds of unresponsive patients. Very cool. And I totally think that everybody listening to this podcast is synchronizing their heart rates with the stories. Totally. No question. That's terrifying. (laughs) I mean, if it happens with Kurzgesagt, it's got to happen with us, right? I love Kurzgesagt, by the way. And maybe in the future, 
you'll hear something from the YouTube channel's creator, which is very exciting. You, you literally will, because Ashley interviewed him. Yeah, so. you, yeah, you will. You yeah. will. I was out of office. And we also learned that female vampire bats will meet up for dinner and drinks with friends. Very trendy. These bats are known for their tight social bonds, but those bonds had only really been studied in the roost. So scientists attached trackers to a bunch of individuals to see how they behaved when they left home for food. Even though individuals would leave solo, bat friends would often meet up to slurp blood from the same cow. Ah, And get mimosas. <laughs> One Bloody Mary. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Two Bloody Mary. This line, it's so long. That's all I think of when I think of brunch. <laughs> oh, brunch. Oh, brunch. Those were the days. Bat friends. <laughs> wow. The writer for today's stories was Grant Curran. Our managing editor is Ashley Hammer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow, perhaps over brunch, to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>